I'm Jenny Thomas, and you're listening to the Honestly Unfiltered Podcast. I'm joined today by a friend of the podcast and Bachelor correspondent, Aaron Hill. We are breaking down the Bachelor finale and much more. So grab your headphones because this one gets interesting. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Honestly Unfiltered Podcast. I am here with our Bachelor correspondent, Aaron Hill, today to discuss the Bachelor finale. Aaron, how are you? I am so great. Thank you so much for having me back, Jenny. I always love being here. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. All right, let's dive into it. Let's do it. So much to talk about. Chalk about. <laughs> talk, talk and chat. Chalk. We're going to chalk about it. <laughs> chalk. Yes, exactly. You begin. You lead, lead, us, lead us off. So I think I always knew that Katie was his person. I feel like when they had that overnight date, you know, that wasn't normal to have The Bachelor have an overnight date so soon in the beginning of the season, right? So right. I kind of was like, hmm, this is interesting. And the fact that production was okay with it kind of let me believe that she was going to be there for quite a while, right? Um and I just, I loved their connection. I definitely was in tears on their one-on-one -on -one date um, after the museum date. And I thought that's his person. And then when I saw that he forgave her, uh, sorry, that she forgave him for what had happened, what had transpired during sex week, um, as he lovingly refers to it, um, I thought that that's her, that's, that's your girl right there. Because, you know, she realized like all of this was still worth it where you didn't see that from the other girls, you know? Right. So in my heart, I thought this is, this is his girl. Not to mention that they're from the same place, you know? I mean, she lives in Austin. He lives or lived. I know he's been in LA filming, but I think he lives in Austin, which um, I saw a meme somewhere that said like, why couldn't have these two just like met on hinge, you know, right? and, say, this all the drama. <laughs> and I love that. I think that's so funny, but it's true. Right. I mean, they technically could have, um, but we would have missed out on such a beautiful love story if, if that had happened. And I think that it was evident that the other girls knew it also. And I think that's, that was part of the reason Gabby knew it in her heart. I, I will say, and I, and I'm jumping, it, it hit the, when Gabby got out of the car and she stepped in the mud and she said, make sure that you don't do this when Katie gets here. Don't make her step in mud. I thought, oh, that's a bigger, that's like a really good person because she's obviously saying that knowing she's first, knowing that she's going home because of her gut feeling. And she's saying to this girl who they're probably not even friends, don't do that to her, you know, watch her shoes. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Gabby was on, I want to say it was the clickbait podcast just recently, just this week saying that she stuck around because she didn't want Katie to feel like she was the default, mm -hmm. was Which, chosen by default. That's a big person right there. That is, that is. And that just speaks volumes of how close those two were. You yeah. know, they, they really wanted each other's happiness. And you've never seen, mm -mm. I've never seen a girl um, at the very end, you know, one of the final two, talk about the other final person yeah. <laughs> still left standing the way that Katie did, you know, so that was very obvious. Um, 
But I do feel like, and I'm going to get flack for this and that's okay. I do feel like Gabby, although I feel bad for her, I do. I mean, she I was put too. through hell and you can just, you could see it on her face at, uh, after the final oh, yeah. how incredibly distraught she still is. I really truly wish that Gabby had uh, sought um, a therapist before going on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jenny, oftentimes people will slide into my DMs asking, should I go on the show? Do you think that I would, you know, go far? Do you think that I would fare well or whatever? And the first thing I ask them is, have you tied up all of your emotional needs? Are you completely self, you know, uh, assured of yourself? Do you have insecurities? Do you have skeletons in your closet? Do you have things that could come out that could re-traumatize you? You know, do you have traumas in your life that you haven't dealt with yet? And if the answer is yes to any of that, I tell them a resounding no. Do not go on a show like this that literally their whole MO is to expose your insecurities, is to make you feel less than, is to put you second place when you're always second place, as in Gabby's, you know, situation. So I I really wish, I don't think Gabby was prepared mm-hmm. mentally and emotionally for the trauma and the drama that she was going to go through on this show. So I do wish and hope that for the future, that women and men both will just make sure they've, you know, seen a therapist, make sure that they've really kind of covered all of those emotional potholes or, you know, pitfalls, if you will, before going on to the show or even applying. Um, I think that it makes just all the difference. So now she's needing a lot of therapy to overcome what she just went through. And the producers didn't help in that, right? They made it absolutely worse. No. Uh, and, and all the fault is not to Zach. A lot of that fault should be placed on the producers. That's where it belongs. Yeah. And I know Zach got a lot of flack for saying, you know, he said to Gabby during the rose ceremony, well, at the end, that he had only just made the decision that night. And then on after the final rose, he said, I knew it was you. It was always you. But I think that maybe he didn't know. I think that he truly did make the decision that night before. I, I, I think he was torn. And I think that he then finally had the clarity to see it was always Katie possibly. I don't know. Yeah. I'm giving I, him I the benefit of the torn. doubt. Yeah. I mean, they're both wonderful girls. You know, it makes sense to be torn. Yes. Obviously they both had wonderful qualities, each of them. Um, and I think that production was like, Hey, even if you think it is Katie, let's take a beat. Let's sleep on it. Let's really make sure this is your person. And that's what he did. Now I didn't like the way that he kind of contradicted himself, but also right. put yourself in his shoes He's just now starting this new relationship, this new engagement with Katie. He certainly doesn't want her to think that it was literally neck and neck until the very last moment. So it makes sense for him to kind of reassure her, especially what he put her through and the fact that he didn't sleep with her. At least we don't think he did. Right. Right. Um, That would make anyone insecure. So I feel like he kind of did it to her benefit or for her benefit. Um, But let me ask you a question, Jenny. Do you think that it was necessary? Like, I'm kind of questioning now, why did he even sleep with Gabby? I think that it was a heat of the moment type thing. I think it was unintentional. And I really do think when he said that to all of these girls and not Katie, I I think when he said it, it was like, okay, game on. Let's see if we can do this. 
I think that you know they they're in in the fantasy suite. They're they're kissing. They're getting hot and heavy, and things happen. He did say he had an intimate moment with Ariel. So that was her name, right? Oh, he did say that. Yes, he said I had an. In, he said I wanted to let you know because I had an intimate moment with you too. But I don't think they had sex. I think there might have been something else. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, I missed that. Yeah. So I think that just it, you know, went a little too far, further than he wanted it to. I don't know that, I I do feel bad that Gabby was called out about it, you know, that now she's, you know, sex shamed or slut shamed or whatever they want to call it, but. Um, you know, this isn't the, you know, this is the times we're in now. Sex is mm-hmm. open. It's not hidden. It's not taboo anymore. And right. I know a lot of people still have that, but I don't, I don't, I think that is a very important part of a relationship. If you're not yeah. sexually compatible, it doesn't, you're just going to be like roommates. Right. Exactly. And you know how pro sexual, you know, being pro sexuality I am. Um, I feel like it it needs to be just normalized. You know, it just needs to be normalized. And it's it's sad that it's still where it is. And it's sad that she was and is still being slut shamed. That makes me upset because there's really no reason for that. No. Um, and I think it's because of that one thing that she said when he said, you know, hey, I'm really, you know, going to try this week not to have sex. And I think she said something like very flippant, like, oh, we'll see about that or something. Yes. When it was just fun and games, but it's now being taken as serious mm-hmm. and used against her, which I mean, sad to say, but you did say that, you know, so it's, it's kind of like, oh, I, I wish you hadn't said that. <laughs> I'm sure she wishes that she, she, she had said that. Not that it's um, justifying anything, but I will say that I think and hopefully this could, this will uh, get a chuckle. I think that Ariel, because she went first, was his fluffer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yes. And then, yeah, you know, you get to the second one and. Exactly. He's like 90. What's a guy to, what's anybody to do? I would say guy, girl, whatever. I mean, there's yeah. all that. And then there's all this, you know, kissing and whatnot all season long. Yeah. Yes. It's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, cause I joked about that to my husband. I was like, well, I think she was just his fluffer. And then he got to Gabby. He saw that ass and was like, it's done. It's it's happening. It's over. Yeah. Um, and as crass as that is, but that, I mean, the, to it's me, truth. it's, it's human sense. nature. Right. It totally makes sense. So uh, not saying that like Gabby was tempting him or even Ariel was tempting him. I think that they're both beautiful women. And yeah. so it just, you know, it made sense. But uh, anyway, I, I think that, you know, bottom line is that, he was honest to a fault. And even Katie said, you didn't need to tell me all of that, you know, but he really wanted to start on that honest, you know, start. He, he, he wanted that honest. Which uh, was the first, first indicator that it was not going to be Gabby. Exactly. That's what I was thinking, because why would it matter mm-hmm. if it was Gabby? He wouldn't have had to say anything. So we all should have known at that point. Oh, it's definitely Katie because he's caring way too much about this, yes. right? Too much guilt, too much, too much yeah. about what the other girls think because, yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, and the fact that he didn't tell Ariel's because Ariel was never going to be his person. No. You know, did he care for her? Of course. I'm sure he was wildly attracted. She's gorgeous. Mm, oh. Um, 
yeah, but I am almost positive he already knew, you know, hey, this isn't going to be my person. So I don't really need to be sharing this information with her. But I could see why she was hurt. And I'm glad that she did voice that and say, you know, hey, I wish you just told me I would have been on the same page with you. I loved hearing that, you know, her saying that because it does just even speak more volumes of the incredible person that she is. The one thing I do have a problem with is Zach telling Gabby, Hey, this is just between us, you know, and then telling Jesse, then telling essentially the whole world. Um, Why even say that? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why even say, Hey, this is just between us and then do that. So I get that. I didn't know that happened. So that was definitely something that was like news, you know, to me. And, you know, Caitlin was slut-shamed as well when she had Mm -hmm. sex with Nick before the fantasy suites. And it's, but, you know, if a bachelor does it, you know, he's, you know, he's not slut-shamed. And let's not forget Clayton, what became of his season because he slept with two of the three girls. So. And then let them know, right? Yes. So I think the common denominator here is when the men tell the other women. Mm-hmm. So do we need to go back to the point where it's not spoken, right? It's unspoken. Don't ask, don't maybe. tell. Exactly. Like maybe it just stays between. But of course, you know, the show doesn't want that. The show is just reveling in all the drama that was sex week and, and what happened, you know, on the finale. They are loving it. That's why they put the girl who they know is the one last because mm-hmm. they want him to to sleep with be the other ones and, and be tempted yeah. and yeah exactly because yeah. if you if you put if you put Katie night one and they have sex it's done it's over and yeah. you have You've a you have a Colton system. situation on your hands where he yeah. didn't want to be with the other girls granted right. there was more to Colton's story but he always knew who he wanted, and once that happened, well, I don't know if that happened or not. I think I don't know if that happened or not, but I don't because he had he was a virgin, but it was something similar. I can't remember what exactly. I think she left. I don't know. I don't remember that far, but yeah, Cassie. You mean Cassie? Cassie left. Yeah, Cassie left during their fantasy suite. Yes, but I, I want to say that Hannah G was first, then maybe Cassie, or then Tasha. Yes. Oh no, no, yeah. It was Hannah G, then Tasha, then Cassie. So the same thing. And they did. He never had same the, thing. the fantasy suite with Cassie because she left. No, right. She left, and that's when he hopped the fence. Yes. And all of that. Yes. History was made. <laughs> Tell you, it's it's, it's it's the Bachelor begins at the fantasy suites. That's when it starts. That's when all the like. It's true. It is. I like I watch it and I kind of keep a little eye on it. Like it's on. I'm doing other things, but. I don't really get invested until we're at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, because it makes sense. I mean, you know that out of 30 girls, only four are really going to make, uh, you know, be a big deal to this person. So, it, yeah, it totally makes sense. And knowing that on night one, they really just have two or three that they have their eye on and the rest are just kind of there for the show, right? In mm-hmm. general, just for the show. So, it makes sense. It makes sense that you do that. I th- a lot of people do that. A lot of my um, followers have told me that, who are these people? I don't even, you know, like on Women Tell All, I'm like, I don't even know these people. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. What do you think about, I know Nick posted something about it yesterday that, and it's a little late, but when Zach and 
remember her name because I wasn't paying attention, but the girl that approached him about the one-on-ones, that she wasn't getting any one-on-one time. And oh, Jess. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, Nick says that Zach was gaslighting her. And because it's all about and like how dare you ask me about a one-on-one like all you care about is a one-on-one but the one-on-one is where you get to know somebody what do you think about that situation yeah I think um Zach was so worried and nervous that people were there for the wrong reasons that he didn't like the emphasis put on getting a one-on-one because he thought it meant for her like more airtime more you know that's kind of what he thought in his head not get to know you better, not open up. Not, she probably had a PTC, you know, a personal tragedy card that she wanted to play mm-hmm. during their one-on-one. And she's like, well, how else am I going to tell him about this? You know, maybe she read The Bachelor, uh, How to Win The Bachelor. Yeah. Um, like Gabby did, by the way. Oh. Uh, it was mm-hmm, it was um, concluded that, Ga- that Gabby was the one that read How to Win The Bachelor. Now, I don't know if more people, but definitely she did. Okay. So that was another thing that I'm watching going, she, I don't know about her intentions here because she did read that book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it does have a, a little bit of, you know, a different uh, feel to it. Right. So anyway, I feel like that's why Zach was so concerned about her intentions because she did keep saying, I mean, if you, if you were doing a drinking game for, and you know, one-on-one was the word you'd be on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> she said it a dozen times. What I want, what I want. So, you know, I think it just was really getting to him like, wow, this is literally the only reason she's here. I also didn't see a spark between them. Me and either. then the whole like candle going out. I mean, there were so many things that I'm sure his gut was saying like, this is not your girl. To me, if I were in that situation, if I wasn't getting a one-on-one, I would take it to me. Okay, well, he's not interested. And right. Or that he knows enough about me to make that decision. Cause you do see that sometimes, right? They're right. like, Oh, you know, the connection's strong enough. We have enough uh, of a bond, you know, from like cocktail parties or group dates or whatever it is. Right. You see that, but yeah, you know that you're probably not going to go too far if you're not getting a one-on-one. And I think she just started panicking and just spiraling. And I'm sure production was like, Maybe you'll get it today. Like, you know, I'm sure they were just goading her. Yeah. And getting that insecurity, like even bigger. And how did you feel? Was it her, was her name Greer? When he sent Greer home after they lost a week because she had COVID after he gave her COVID. How did you you feel? I was a little upset about that. I felt like she should have gotten another. No. Greer was, Greer was so young. Yeah. To me, she's 24. Like she came off very immature to me. Um, I think that when they had that conversation about like how she was trying to relate to him, that did not go well. Yeah, true. Very and I true. think, it, yeah. And that was like the last thing that they really had between them. So I think that the lack of time, how quickly all the other relationships had sped up. I didn't blame him at all for, for sending her home. Now I kind of suck that she like, I think was quarantined in London, mm-hmm. had to fly all the way to Estonia, I believe, and then fly home. Like that would have yeah, might as well just have another Zoom call and be like, exactly. hey, this isn't going to work out, but no reason to like fly. But she wanted probably more airtime. The show probably wanted to give her more airtime. I'm sure she will be on Paradise. I'm sure we're not, you know, seeing the last of her, but way too young for Zach and immature in my eyes. Oh, 
Do you what do you think about Mike Fleiss leaving? Do you think it'll bring a, a bring a different feel next season? He's not so having the Bachelorette because <clears throat> this was his last season. This was his last show. Yeah. So I have um, two thoughts, and one just actually came out last night, late last night. So I don't know if you've seen this or no, not. No, I haven't. But my first thought is, or my first, um, I, like what I'd heard actually was that he hasn't really been hands on in the last ten years. So that was interesting for me to hear. But then this morning, um, I believe it was Date Card Pod um, broke the news that, and I forgot what article, maybe Variety, said that uh, the show is under investigation for racism because of Mike Fleiss, because he was quoted saying, minorities do not get ratings. So... In fact, I just posted a story saying, hey, guys, um, now we have somewhere to place our anger for why we don't have Mike Johnson as our bachelor or ever have and anyone of color that we've ever wanted, you know, because literally Mike said those words. And this is the creator of the show. I'm thinking that's going to that's going to hold a lot of weight. Yo, yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. It makes me furious. Of all the people that we could have had, you know, and, yeah. and the um, the representation that was missed, you know, all these things and that I don't I don't even have words. Honestly, it's it's that upsetting. Um, but I'm glad that we finally that this finally came out. And of course, we already know that he's abusive. Oh. and you know, just not anything good. Um, and to be associated with the show for so long. It's just, it's really upsetting, you know, but I'm so glad, like, don't hit your ass on the door on the way out, you know, or maybe, <laughs> maybe do. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that the, the new person Jason Tardick was talking about is uh, definitely more open-minded. And I think we're going to see a much better, hopefully more inclusive show to come. And maybe it'll bring a fresh, I think it will be bring, bring a breath of fresh air to it personally, because Every season, it's the same thing. It's the same. And, you know, it didn't work. What they did with Gabby and and Rachel did not work. They had every opportunity there for it to work. It totally could have worked. But they went about it completely wrong. It could have been a great show had they not pitted them against each other. Because even though they said they didn't, they did. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And they made them feel less than. And they picked out. Yeah. So I think that I'm, I'm... I guess we'll see during charity season and maybe we'll see what happens in bachelor in paradise too. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly hope that there's a lot of change that needs to happen, you know, and I really do hope that it goes to streaming um, just like all these, you know, Netflix shows that are just thriving. Right. Um, I don't know why they're not following suit. I don't know why, you know, they're, they're being so antiquated. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Right. So I hope that whoever's in charge will, you know, steer us in a, in a better direction. But I'm I'm not surprised, but I am shook that that came out because that's that's quite a bombshell. I it mean, really we're talking is. like yeah. Chris Harrison level, you know what I mean? Like situation here. So um, it's it's wild. But that literally just came out. Today's Friday. It came out last night. That's interesting. I'm 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 happy. It's going to be a good change. He's toxic. I think so too. I think so too. Yeah, but I think overall, you know, it was a great season. I thought Zach did a great job um, for what he had to work with. Um, you know, production is very toxic, and they do 
kind of throw you to the wolves. And I think he did really well, given that. Um, I think he had great intentions of not, you know, sleeping with anyone. I think Sean Lowe really was like his mentor and he kind of took that to heart. But you got to remember Sean Lowe was what, 10 years ago, maybe eight years ago, something Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, Things have changed. A lot. (laughs) Times, Times have changed. And Always talk to the women, you know, before making those huge decisions. Um, I think that he now knows that, you know, hopefully, well, Katie said their communication is excellent, which I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah. But I've, I've all the faith in the world that, that they'll be Very, strong and stay strong. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. She's a nice girl. She's, uh, she's oh, yeah. a good girl. He is, you know, it, it, they make a lot of jokes about him, but I think deep down he is a good guy. And I a thought he was a good guy when he was on what you know when he was with Rachel mm-hmm. and absolutely when all of that yeah. went down he may not communicate the best but there's no roadmap for this yeah right right and he I love that he said that he has so much more respect for Rachel being a lead um I loved hearing that I think he said that on Caitlin's podcast I love that because you know hindsight is twenty twenty, and I I appreciate that he now kind of says, gosh, you know, Rachel really had a lot on her plate and she was really dealing with a lot. And she probably felt the same way about Tino as he did about Katie. Mm-hmm. So he probably really related to her about that. I do hope they have a conversation because I do think there's some closure that needs to happen there between them um, on some level. But let's talk about who we think is going to paradise. Well, Gabby, absolutely. And you know, Ariel's going... Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Gabby gets some therapy before she goes. Yeah, but they're sure. filming. They're going to be filming. I mean, I wonder if they're still going to film in May because they're filming The Bachelorette now. So I guess this season ran did run three weeks late. They didn't start until mid, you know third week in January, where normally it starts. Oh, that's the true. beginning of January. So they're a little behind. Normal. I guess that's why they made the announcement so early. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope they don't do another fall paradise. It seemed kind of out Long. of place, right? Yeah. It's always right after my birthday, which is end of July. And I love that. Like, it just feels right. You know, it's like yeah. end of summer, you know, before you get back into school and all that in the fall. Um, I really hope that both Gabby's are there. Yeah. Oh, totally. But isn't Gabby dating at uh, Alan? Alan Bernstein. So they're casually dating I don't know if they're dating as in like exclusively dating but they're definitely like they've been seen out you know casually dating I think that they have a lot in common I think they're absolutely adorable um I would love for them to be a couple but I don't you know I don't know how serious it is and Gabby just moved to LA Mm. so that is definitely you know going to be helpful for them to have a relationship um because I think Alan's in LA too. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly possible, but if not, if she's single, I want her butt on paradise for sure. She's too hilarious, too good to not be there. I wonder if Rachel will be there. And I, I, I don't think Tino will because he's so, no. you know, he's, it, that was such a bad experience for him. He's, I think he's still yeah. looking his wounds over it. But it'd be be interesting to see if they bring back Genevieve since she and Rachel are roommates. Oh, I think so. I think I I would venture that both of them would be there. Um, I think Avon probably would be there. He's still single. And, you know, I think that he there's still some sort of spark between he and Rachel. So they probably want to see if anything were to happen there. Justin, 100 percent. 
Um, let's see, Andrew, you know, is still single. Rodney's still single. Susie. I mean, we could have a really, really good. Oh, that be a, this could be a really good paradise. Really good paradise. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Yes, exactly. It's been years. It's been years. I, know. I think the last I paradise I enjoyed was when Nick and Ashley and um, Jared yep. and that crew were on. Because the, the guys yes. from, I feel like the guys from Caitlin's season truly to this day still have a bond. You know, Ben Higgins. Oh, 100%. All of them. That was like. They do. And Ben yeah. recently posted a picture of them, mm-hmm. a throwback. And all of them keep in touch, except for me. I don't know if they, although Sean, I believe what Sean was at Ben's wedding. Yeah, uh, but yeah. you know, it's I know he stays out of the aisle. I'm like, it's it's amazing to me how they're like a fraternity. Those guys, they're it's- yeah, they're thick as thieves. But I I see that too with like Nate and Rodney mm-hmm. and Andrew. You know, all of them, they are very very close as well. So I can imagine probably that whole crew. I mean, maybe Nate will go. That would be interesting that to would see be. Nate there, right? Yeah, and I'd love to see the other Nate there too. Um, Michelle's Nate? No, no, Gabby's Nate. Okay, yes. Uh, would oh, be yeah. amazing to see there as well. I'd love that. Uh, and I think that, you know, I'm kind of pulling someone out from Claire season, but a good friend of mine, Garen, I really would love to see Garen there. He is established. He is mm-hmm. professional. He is the sweetest guy, hugest heart. Um, I really would love to see him there. He is, uh, he's amazing. He would, he would, any of those girls would be lucky to be with him. Now, who was the guy that Genevieve was with last year that was so much controversy? Was that Aaron? Aaron. Do you think he'll be there again? I don't. Uh, I don't know. It'd be well, interesting. James, yeah. Well, James has a girlfriend, I okay. think pretty serious. So I don't know. I don't know if he would go without his boy. You know, that's his that's his bro. Yeah. Uh possibly. I mean, it's it is possible, you know, if he's if he's still single and he wants to kind of pursue that. Now, did you hear that Bachelor Live is canceled? Yes. I wonder why. Dun, dun, dun. No, I, yeah, I think that's really interesting. Maybe there just wasn't a lot of, um, you know, interest because it was in this like resort, like this, <laughs> this really random talking stick or something resort in Arizona, you know, maybe nobody wanted to fly out there to go see it, but I, I don't know why they didn't do the whole nationwide yeah. tour. Yeah. It did really well. Did. And I mean, I loved it. I, I like enjoyed every minute when I was there watching James in um in Reno. We had a blast. They did. They came here recently to Sarasota. They were at the Van Wazel. Now I say recently, Ben Higgins was the host. So that was a long time ago. Oh, a couple of years. But ago. I'm sorry I didn't go at the time. I think I had a yeah. conflict and I couldn't go. It was yeah. So I was yeah. I was always hoping it would come back around. I know that's really a bummer. Um, and Sydney was great on it. She was one of the dancers, just phenomenal. Um, and Becca was a great host. So anyway, I don't know, maybe they'll reschedule or, or something, but, um, Andrew was going to be on that show. So I'm assuming if Andrew is going to be on that show, a, he's still single and B, I can't imagine him not being in paradise again. Totally. Absolutely. I think so. And then, you know, you've got maybe Teddy if she's still single, but I think she might be seeing someone, but we've got a great group a great group of people that um, that could go. So it'll be a really good season, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I guess charity season will have in June. Yes. June. And I'm hearing June, uh, June 26th, I think. Okay. Are you hearing yeah. anything out of that? So I'm hearing that a lot of the men, there are, there's like, 
skeletons in the closet with some of them. Right. And I feel like production knows this and just loves, you know, when that just comes to the light, right? And I, I really hate that, that that's, they revel in that. That's why they brought in Undercover Brother. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah, that was too cute. That was cute. Uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, you know, hopefully she doesn't wind up with one of those guys that they're talking about. Or if they go to paradise, hopefully one of our girls you know, isn't duped by one of them, but yeah, um, that'll all come out, you know, pretty soon. I'm sure people will start digging and finding and you know how it is. The, the, the things that the thing that's bad about them filming paradise so early is that the girls or guys either one side they have, well, the girls really, cause they haven't had a chance to watch the bachelorette season yet to see what mm-hmm. has transpired, what the, what the skeletons are to see how they acted because then you get a better idea of what's what you're dealing with. But I think the show likes that. Of course they do. I think they like being in, in the dark, right? And just, hey, you have no preconceived notion of this person. So let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's let you fall head over heels for them and then find out. You they know. have a baby and a girlfriend at home. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right, right. They love that. Of they course. love that. But I don't know. Hopefully the show is turning over a new leaf with Mike, you know out the door hopefully time will tell right I know we can only cross fingers (laughs) so have you started the new love is blind season have not I'm gonna watch it this weekend I have been caught up in the white lotus oh Uh, that's right you were you're watching one and two I finished them both I actually watched two first and then I went back and watched one because I did read that they weren't connected except for Jennifer Coolidge's character and I knew already right. that Jennifer Coolidge dies in the end because of spoiler alert. Spo- yeah, oh, <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, because she announced it. She said it on her Emmy speech. So, oh wow! Okay. But I was still trying to piece it together, and I did not go to the internet to figure it out. I waited. I watched it, but no, I um. So I watched. I think season two was better than season one, definitely. And I, you know, they. She's been asked if she'll come back, like, as her twin sister, possibly. And, but I was like, you know, I thought it was really good. I thought that, I thought that it hit me in a lot of different ways. I, I thought that Ethan and Harper, no, it's not Ethan and Harper. Ethan's his real name in real life. Um, No, I think you're right. Right, am I right? Okay. Ethan and Harper, I felt like, their situation was very relatable with the lack of passion in the marriage. And then Uh it was sparked off by, you know, the jealousy. And I felt when, it's not Seth, um, Ethan's friend. I'm bad with names. I know his character. It's okay. Yeah. When, when that, when he, when the wife there of that situation when she was the way she and when Ethan confronted her and said, I think your husband, you know, you slip with my wife. And she, you know, she had a look of sadness in her eye and then it glossed over and she put a brave face Mm -hmm. on and she said, you know, sometimes we do what we have to do to get through this life. And we tell ourselves different things and, I, th- I felt like that that was like, it brought a tear to my eye. It was very relatable. 
You know, yeah. it was very, yeah. very much, you know, you, like you take, she was taking, you know, she overlooked the flaws, but she took the good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that something, they were implying that something happened between the two of them and like that cave or cat, like whatever yeah. that was, right, that they went to. Um, and I just love that they didn't like actually show you. So you can kind of draw your own conclusions from right. that. Um, but a little tea. So the guy that, um, of course, it's been too long. I can't remember. But um, the the nephew, right? Mm-hmm. The nephew that pursued um, the cute girl with the curly hair. Uh, he is dating Megan, who is the blonde, the one that you're just speaking of. That was with Ethan, you know, um, okay. on the, you know, whatever that was, uh, the island or whatever, right? He's with, He's dating her. Really? So that's pretty cool. That mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah, and then Ethan was actually on Survivor. That's where they pulled him from. Okay. Yeah, so he was on a, an episode or a season of Survivor. Because um, I was like, this guy looks familiar, but I hadn't like seen him in movies or Place anything. Him. Yeah, I looked him up. Exactly. I didn't place it either. But I, then I read that they did cast a lot of you know new up and comers, except for the yeah. you know the few veterans like Michael Imperioli and right Jennifer right. Coolidge. I really I felt for yeah. Jennifer Coolidge's character. And, you know, because yeah. obviously I didn't know how she died. So I was like, mm-hmm. she's going to get away. She's good. Like she fought. Yeah. She fought yeah. to get out. And then she hits her head in a like a slapstick situation. I was like, no, like seriously. Like, but well, yeah, because she should have easily jumped onto the boat. Yes, like, they were all was... dead. She didn't have to. Like, they're all dead. She didn't have to, like, jump from she there. She so panic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was kind of like, okay, that's ironic, right? Yeah. Um, but it's funny. I actually enjoyed season one more. I love season two. Don't get me wrong. But I really liked season one. I think because I love um, that character. Uh, she's actually my husband's like crush. The dark hair and the like bright blue eyes. I can't remember her name now. But um, I love her. And so I think that she kind of carried like season one for me. The main character, um, the brunette. I cannot remember her name. Who, of course, is, she, but... who is she married to? Um, of course, oh, I can't remember. She was the like the, she's the like the main, the newlywed. Yeah, the newlyweds. Okay, yes, yes, yes. yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I did too. She, she carried it for me, and and I love the mother-in-law. I love that. I love um, Tina Connie Britton. Right? Okay, yeah, Connie yes, Britton. Connie Britton. Connie yes, Britton. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it was just like, oh, I love this cast so much. But it was fun, like getting to know this new cast in season two, and of course, the backdrop, the location was incredible. Oh. It makes me want to go to Italy. Right? I know. Same. And season three will be in Thailand. They just released that. I saw that. I did see yeah. that, which which was interesting because they said it tied into The Bachelor. I know. I know. And you saw that little Easter egg, right, where they showed White Lotus? hmm That was funny. That was very <laughs> funny. That was <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm so late to the party with White Lotus. I was just like, ah, I need something to watch. Mm. I have a question for you. So so this is going to be off the subject and I could cut, I could potentially cut this out if you don't want to talk about it. I'm an open book. You know that. Do you believe, this is totally out. Do you believe in reincarnation? What are your thoughts? Do you believe, Um, do you believe we've had many lives? The only reason I would say yes is because I've met people who, can literally recount their past lives to mm-hmm. me. And they're so 
passionate about it. They're so like, no, this really happened that I kind of like, who am I to second guess that? Have I ever experienced it? No, I've never experienced having another life than the one I have now. But I'm very open-minded when it comes to things like that. I'm spiritual. I wouldn't say religious. I'm more spiritual. I do believe in heaven. I do believe. And I do hope that we do have another life after this life. Mm-hmm. That is what I hope. So I guess it's whatever you want, right? Whatever you are manifesting or want. I think that life. I'm reading this book called Many Lives, Many Masters. And it's about a clinic, you know, a clinical psychologist wrote it and he was very scientific and he had this patient that suffered from anxiety and all of these things and she wouldn't take medication because she didn't believe in it. So after a year and a half, he finally went to hip, hip you know, hypnosis mm-hmm. and it brought out these past lives and interesting addressing the things that happened in the past life cured her of her anxieties in this life amazing wow and i am only i'm only like three-fourths of the way through it but it's been like amazing so full disclosure i've i've scheduled a past life regression because i'm completely interested in it and i'm you know i've always wondered like i have people in my life that i know i'm connected to because it's a very weird connection like you just you're like magnets you you know you move back and forth that's and what I've heard and yeah. so I told she asked me what I wanted to address and I told her I want to address you know anxieties and illnesses and things that I could have brought over from another life or and I also want to know if there's anyone in this life that I'm connected to and she said okay past life families that's great because I you know it's like I I'd never you know I've all my my whole life I have lived with this concept of okay, we live a life, we die, we go to heaven, all our friends and families are there. That's it. It's done. And so now it's like, okay, so we're going to go back and forth? What's, <laughs> but the, apparently souls travel in packs. Like your, your same souls apparently stay in like connection and they progress together. So interesting. It's interesting. I don't know. I just, it is. Yeah. Well, you have to share what you learn you I will. Know, when you go, because that is absolutely fascinating. I think that anything that's going to help someone, you know, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to anxiety and depression and all of those things, like it can't be bad, right? I mean, whatever, whatever's going to help you, whatever's going to give you closure, whatever's going to help you move on and get past it. I'm all for that. You know, I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. It's, a, it's an experiment. Maybe I could write it yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> To write off, right? Why not, Miss Tapley? Research, you, you research. would know better than I. Yes, it's research. <laughs> no, that's very interesting, though. Incredibly interesting. Um, one thing that I've been doing recently that's really kind of been life changing for me, <clears throat> and I probably mentioned this to you at some point, but I have I learned that we that almost none of us get enough protein in our daily diet. Wow. And so I've been I've I basically had like a a daily protein goal that I've been trying to reach every day. And it's, it's like a pound. It's like a a gram of every pound that you weigh close to maybe a little bit less. There's a whole like formula, but that's probably the closest thing I would say that if you just want to like calculate it in your head. So, you know, over a hundred grams of protein seems crazy, right? Like 
how are you going to meet that? I mean, you look at something that has maybe like an egg has six grams of protein. Yeah. So clearly you're not going to eat, you know, a dozen eggs every day. Like Mm -hmm. nobody's going to do that. So you have to kind of figure out, you know, how you can reach that goal. And it's almost like a game. And now I'm playing it with my husband, with my kids. (laughs) So we're all like playing this like daily protein, um, you know, goal game every day. And once we meet our goal, we reward ourselves. So for me, like I love crumble cookies, you know, so I might go get my favorite crumble cookie and have like a slice or something after I meet my protein goal. Because what happens is when your body has enough protein, it almost acts as like, uh, like a, like a fence, like a, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like a, it's like a wall, right. Towards the fat. And it, it, it actually metabolizes the fat better. <clears throat> and the sugar better than if you didn't have protein in your system. Sorry, one second. <clears throat> and so I've like, I've been amazed, you know, my, my clothes fit looser. I've like, it, it completely transforms your body um, composition actually. Mm-hmm. So it's like redistributing things. So yeah. your you know, your waist gets thinner and like different areas of your body, you know, become smaller. And it's just like, it's magic. Like I cannot believe that it was literally right in front of me this entire time, but your eyes just have to be open to it. You know? Yeah. So I've been working with a, with a weight loss diet doctor and a nutritionist for almost two years now in June, it'll be two years. And I've lost like 70 pounds. Now I could have lost more, but it's been a fight with them and me for a while. And it's like finally clicked that every time you're not, you don't have enough protein. You don't have enough protein. You don't have enough protein. Mm-hmm. And they kind of let me slide a little because I was going through the whole hip thing. And now that I'm moving more and I feel better and I've implemented this whole, okay, if I don't feel like eating something, I just need to drink a protein shake because that has 20 grams exactly. of protein in it. And That's what I have. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So I've been doing that. I've lost like 15 pounds in the last yeah. three weeks. And, I'm, and it's the same thing. Like yeah. I got into, I ordered a bunch of smaller, like size under me shorts. And I got, got they came yesterday and I got them out this morning. And I said to my husband, we'll see how this goes. And he's like, you could do it. You could, you could. And I got in, I was like, I got into them. <laughs> Don't know if they're comfortable, right? but I've got into them. <laughs> so exciting. Yeah. And then when you see that progress, it just, you know, motivates you to it do does. more. And with the protein shake, what I do is I add a collagen that also has protein in it. So my 30 grams protein shake is now 50 grams, which is actually a third of my daily goal right there. Right. So it's just, it knocks it out. And then I, I found these protein bars called Fit Crunch and they have, I think 16 and they taste like a candy bar. Wow. I mean, I kid you not. And so I just have those with me all the time. I only have one a day, of course, but you know, if I have that and I just have like a little bit left to get to my goal, that's a perfect way to do it. You know? Yeah. Beef definitely. Jerky. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that you just don't even realize, you know, are great protein sources. And what I do is like, um, as a rule of thumb, whatever your palm is, mm-hmm. that's a serving, that's a serving. So if you have like a steak, this size, chicken, you know, fish, whatever it is, I mean, six shrimp has like 25 grams of protein, six shrimp. That's it. So you really, you can, you can do it. And especially if you know what to eat, I think my problem is I didn't know what the hell to eat. Me too. So I'm just going like, ah, and then there's protein pasta. Now, you know, there's a lot of things that are at our disposal. So I really encourage anybody who's trying to lose weight to start doing this first, because I felt like this was the easiest thing for me to do. 
I was programmed, you know, from such a young age because I was always, I was a heavy child and I was always programmed that, okay, to lose weight, you just can't eat. And so I would just not eat and then right, I would lose weight. Right. And then it, it was just a yo-yo my entire life. And mm-hmm. it's like, finally now at this age, it's like, okay, you're learning. Like I would do keto and then I went through a phase, you know, we went all through, I don't know if you, the fruits were bad for you because it was sugar yeah. and it was, yeah. yeah, all of this. And like, I mm-hmm. still feel eat, guilty eating a banana. So I have a lot of like guilt around food in any way. Yeah. So I think we all do yeah, on some level. It's terrible yeah. that it like, yeah. but yeah, there, there are the right things are right in front of us. And the fads mm-hmm. like keto and whatnot, they, they just, come and go. they come and go and you gain the weight right Exactly. Why at one point I did the HCG diet in which I had to inject myself every morning with HCG, pregnancy hormone. Oh, wow. And you could only eat like five ounces of chicken a protein. Like it it was like 200 calorie diet. Yes. But the HCG kept you from not eating. Oh my God. That's crazy. I ended up in the hospital like swelling, I had to go on Lasix. Ooh. Oh, I was, Ooh. my electrolytes were off. It was so bad. It was like terrible. And this was under a doctor's oh. care. Oh. <laughs> wow. I hope that doctor is no longer practicing. <laughs> that is terrible. That is terrible. No, I, I feel like this is such a gift, such a blessing. And I'm trying to remember, um, uh, I saw a TikTok and this is what totally started on all of it. And he's on Instagram and I want to shout him out. I think it's my BFF gym, something like that. My, so M Y B F F J I M. And he was my spirit animal. He's like, I eat a crumble cookie every night because I hit my protein goal and he is ripped. Like he's got, you know, a 12 pack. Wow. And yes, he does work out, but he also said like, you don't have to work out. Like as long as you're hitting your protein goal, you really can live the life you want and eat what you want. And, you know, but that has to be your number one goal every single day is to hit that protein goal. Yeah. That's and I'm like, sign me up. No kidding. <laughs> you know, it seriously, I, I'm going to be, now that I know that for sure, like they've always pushed protein, but I didn't know that it acted as a shield and now I'm going to take it more right. seriously. I have been, but I didn't know why it was, I was losing weight. I thought it was because I was moving around more because I'm, you know, it's not really combination. It could yeah. be, but yeah, you know, I think is, uh, you know, what what really now we're on the subject. Uh, you know, society is at a whole. I we we have we have a long way to go as far as fat shaming people, and oh, yeah. you know, people just randomly calling people fat and you know, using it against them or judging them. I think is really is really shitty. It's just it's just, it's a low blow. Let's put it that way. It's a childish low blow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. And and people saying, you know, oh, it's because they're lazy or it's because they're this and there's that. I mean, there's so many hormone issues. There's so many factors that could contribute, you know, to that. So yeah, don't, don't just assume, you know, what someone's going through just because you're looking at them on the outside, you know, but this has really just, and especially for my husband too, because he's been struggling, um, just hitting that protein goal has just, it's been life-changing. So I'm just so grateful that we finally like have this, this path in front of us, you know, to health. Yeah. Because you've been searching for something to help him for a while. We've talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. 
I have. Yeah. Yeah. And he works so hard. He never has time to eat, you know, so he wasn't eating. And then that was just making the situation worse. And he was just eating carbs and that was just making him crash every hour, you know? So now he has actually, he has a protein coffee that he loves now. So he's, yeah, Atkins actually has a protein coffee. You can get it at Target. You can get it. And it's got a lot of different flavors, a lot, very, very low sugar. Um, he does a protein shake that's like already made, you know, protein shake by Fairlife, which is a great brand that you can really, you know, depend yeah. on um, protein bars. And then, you know, I just make sure that he's having like a really solid, like protein heavy um, lunch. So if you're protein heavy in the breakfast and lunch, you can kind of like ease up on dinner if you want like some sort of carb, if you've gotten like three fourths of your goal already by then. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And we still drink at night. You know, I had to drink last night. I mean, it's, you still want to live your life, you know, but this way it's just a better, it's just cushioning. It's like a buffer against all the bad stuff that you put in your body. That's why my husband is so hard to get him to do anything. And I need to be, you know, try to get him on this because he always says, well, I don't want to be unhappy. If I die, I die. I don't, I don't want to eat and not live because and I I understand that. But at the same time, you want to see your son get married and children and grandchildren and all of that you want to live your life yeah. you don't want to cut your life prematurely short when it could be right and he, yeah, i'm sure exactly. I, he would feel better too oh 100 my husband is a completely different person now you know it's like wow amazing so i want to shout it from the rooftop i'm just so happy, <laughs> happy that's you great maybe need to write a book about this i don't know yes there you, know. you go there you go <laughs> We'll see. We'll see in the series, the Getting Cozy series. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we should wrap this up. Thank you. We covered a lot. I think we did. That is, this is awesome. I'm going to have to have you back more often. I love being here anytime. Okay, great. Well, thank you again for coming on. Um, I will put all of the links and everything we talked about in the show notes. And have a good week, everybody. <laughs>